listeners, it is your host, Christopher Pepper, and the great man, Jamie Wallace, here to present the Lace Out Round 2 2022 review. And what a great weekend of football it is. For the people tuning in for the first time ever, welcome to the show. I am your host, Chris Pepper, the 377-game superstar of the East Keeler Football Club. And you know, the co-host with the most, he is my tango to cash he is Jamie the J-Dog Wallace. We've got a lot to talk about. It was a big weekend of football. I just will let you know this will be an expletive-laden episode. Uh, as we know, the performance that uh, Port Adelaide delivered on the weekend. We're not going to go into it just too much. But before we kick the show off, J-Dog, how are you feeling? Have you calmed down? It's Tuesday now. It's Tuesday. Yes, I'm calm. Peps, good morning, uh, Al. Oh, not good morning. Jesus, how bad am I going? It's been a rough, Well, a somebody's rough... listening to this tomorrow in the morning on their true, way to the train. It's going to be the best part of their day. Well, good morning to you, whoever that is. Uh, but good evening to everyone watching and for those who will listen to us later on. Um, Peps, yeah, I have calmed down. It was a um, it was a tough Saturday night. I'm not going to lie. Uh, I mean, I've had rougher Saturday nights at the same time. Uh, they're usually my... self-induced. They are, but uh, yeah, it was a tough Saturday, but I have recovered. The sun comes up at the end of the day. It's not my contract and my money on the line. Um, but and yeah, we'll talk about things, that. And there are worse things going on in the world, let's be honest. There is, but we'll talk all about my, uh, my feels a little bit later about the Port Adelaide situation. Awesome. So it's going to be a bumper show again. Uh, all the usual segments are back. We've got the ladder. We have got the magnets will be sp- Spinning again. We're going to be splashing some cash. We're going around the grounds with the newsman and much more. Also, before we kick in, thank you to everybody who's been listening for the first couple of weeks. Uh, stats have gone absolutely through the roof and we can't do it without you. So you've got a spare moment or two. Jump on to Apple Podcasts. Jump on to Spotify. Give us a five-star review. Get your name up in lights and we'll read it out on the show. Uh, and second of all, if you haven't had a chance, listen to my interview with Tim Costello. An absolute corker, a real eye-opener about the gambling industry and how it's affecting football at a scale a lot of us wouldn't be exposed to as well, too. But I think we might start off, J-Dog, with the usual spot. It is the AFL ladder. Let's get it up for everybody to look at. And if you said this was going to be the ladder at the start of the season, um, you would have been kidding yourself to be having a look at some of the teams that are in the top eight as we speak, let's start it off at the top. At the top, the Hawks. Now, my mate rang me up, Bazza, the uh, the Mormonator, father of five, absolute gun, rang me up yesterday. Peps, the lid's off. The lid's off. This is the same guy who <laughs> rang me before the season saying, why are we keeping Mitchell? He's just excited by it, and it's good. They're playing some pretty good footy. So they're at the top. Another new coach, the McRae-led Collingwood Magpies. The Sydney Swans, and we'll get into Buddy's 1,000, and now what just was awesome to see that live. The Ds are sitting in there in, the top, in their usual spot within the top four. They've been in there for the last couple of years, and I don't think they're going to be going anywhere in a hurry. The Brisbane Lions and Carlton again, once again, great form. Jeez, they're looking dangerous down forward. The Geelong Cats had a bit of a stumble. They're sitting on four points. And the Gold Coast Suns sit in eighth position on percentage. Um, I tell you what, uh, Joshy up there in the Gold Coast will be loving that. We speak to him every single year. He is our aficionado with Gold Coast, and he did tip them to pick the eight. 
make the eight, sorry. Richmond a ninth. Ha-ha, for something different. <laughs> North a tenth. Uh, St Kilda, great win over there in Fremantle and Fremantle on four. And then we have six teams. Strange to see six teams without a win so far. And some of these we picked to be in our final eight. We did. The Western Bulldogs. Wet Toast Eagles. Mind you, they played a waffle team on the weekend, so that's not going to count. Adelaide Crows, but the GWS, Essendon, and your mob, Port Adelaide, sitting on the bottom of the ladder, only by 0.1 of a percent. Oh, great. Uh, but every little bit helps, as we know, on the ladder, at work, and in the bedroom. So there's the ladder for week two. Give it a couple of weeks to sort itself out. Don't get too concerned if you're at the bottom. And if you're at the top, enjoy it for all it's worth because eventually you will drop down into the lower ranks. And I'm looking at a couple of teams uh, that start with a H, a C, potentially a G, Old Coast Suns. Rightio, J-Dog. <sighs> that was a fucking depressing 30 seconds of my life looking at the ladder then, Peps. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I Sorry, think it's time I've, for... I've already gone off, Peps. I've already, yeah, already, already gone off. So I've already, I think, already look, dung the explicit bell. All right. I think it's time for us to get the magnets out. Let's yeah, go spin magnet. some magnets. It's a perfect time to spin these magnets. Uh, have a look at who's going to be getting dragged. Who is getting our three votes? I'm calling it now. I'm going to be starting with, because I want to start this one on a high. Okay. And then we're going to go down in a hurry. I'm going to start this off with a who's going to be getting the... Three votes. Three votes. Rightio. Okay. Three votes. First one I want to give is to Nick Larky. A proper bag of six on the weekend for North. Yes, they were playing Wet Toast, which was a glorified waffle team with six debutantes that apparently met the coach on the day. That's how bad they were tracking. But he still was able to kick six, and that's a proper bag. A proper bag, six big ones. And he has a set of hands, awesome doesn't he? He has a He's set of got hands. Good hands. Tell you what, North's future is looking Mm-mm-mm. Down back, they're looking a little bit. They're looking okay with Mackay down there. They've got a couple of tall timbers down front, and they've got some midfield prowess, which will start to grow a little bit more. So, I think they are in a better position, let's say, than an Adelaide. I wish we had a forward like Nick Larkin. Okay, but uh, <laughs> they are just—they're—they're they're going in the right direction, and Dave Noble's doing the right thing with them they too. Are. So it's, it's really good to see. Jealous. So he gets my first of three votes. J Dog, I'm going to hand this one over to you, my friend. Have sure, you got, yeah. uh, who's your three votes for today? Uh, Mitch Lewis for the Hawks. Um, you know, what a target in two games. Looks like a match winner for the Hawks. Uh, kicked eight, uh, you know, in the, in the, in the, the first two part. weeks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, calm down. I mean, I know it's okay. Okay. I just need to um, celebrate the good stuff in my life at the moment, Peps. Um, in, the, in the podcast, I mentioned him as a breakout player and uh, Peps, they weren't wrong. I'll tell you what, the Talking Hurts, Matty from Talking Hawks said, if Mitch Lewis can get going, watch out, ladies and gentlemen. And he was bloody well right on point, okay? Sure. So, um, yeah, awesome. He's, uh, he's good, like him. Uh, but as Charlie Keegan says, he has two first names, so you can't trust him. Yeah, but the Hawks have got some kids, though. Oh, they've got some kids. A couple of them have sprouted as well, too. But mm-hmm. how long is it going to last for? Is that eagerness at the start going to be there and start to drift off? We'll have to see. Grand finals are not won in March or early April. Um, Peps. Yes. Remember last week I said about, uh, and this is going to link to our next three vote that you're going to talk about in a second. How I was talking about silver linings for Essendon. Oh, yeah. 
Look at this one here, you stud. Have a look at this. Now, this guy was compared to the great Wayne the Duck Carey for his first quarter performance on the weekend, ladies and gentlemen. like it. We're talking like, Peter, I can't drop a thing. I'll have 11 touches in the first quarter. Two goals right. The ginger ninja, he was lying. He was. Lying. It was. It was brutal what he was doing on the weekend to the Brisbane Lions. It was extraordinary. If you've got your KO, if you've got your Foxtel, don't worry about watching the whole game. Just watch that first quarter. It will blow your mind. I haven't seen a big guy do that. Oh, geez, since they, Jamie took out the uh, the North Korean triathlon back in 2007. Uh, Peps, I had the Vince McMahon uh, gif we all seen where he was getting his mind blown. I was sitting there going, what am I fucking watching here? Here's, was... two, here's two meter Peter. There's a biggest spud on the AFL field. Yeah. Just just clunking marks in packs of three. Yeah. He Unreal. was he was he was clunking. He was clunking. And kicking straight. Oh, two meter Peter, what are you doing to me? That's what football's all about. Alrighty, <laughs> so there's our three backs down. Fortunately, we're gonna go to the bad stuff now, which means we're bringing out Ron. Are you there, Ron? Healy off Ellingworth on. Bloody weak as piss. Just weak as piss. All right. Okay, can I go for the first one? You can go for the first one, Peps. All right, Peter Wright. <laughs> I'm dragging Peter Wright. You just started like a house on fire and you did nothing after quarter time. Pretty much like your team. Absolute poo. Yeah. How can you start like what he did and then just not be seen for the another three quarters? Hey, Essendon did it last uh, in, in, in the final last year, so that's what happens. Essendon, Essendon just do that, do they? They just do it every single week. Oh, the chat's going berserk. Charlie Keegan is going nuts at the moment about Essendon. Triggered him. <laughs> Craigie Wessels, Craigie Wessels, all the way from the US of A, is um, having a bit of a crack saying, good to see Brad Close, the only player from Dad's Army worth their stripes last week. Yep. Is that the same Brad Close that punched the ball over the boundary that got Melbourne a shot after the siren to finish on top to get a double chance to then win three finals and win the flag. <laughs> I think it is, Craig. I think it is. All right, who have you got, J Dog? Um, my favorite team, Peps. Tell GWS. 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 The uh, Ferrari. <laughs> where do we want to start with GWS? It's a, it's a short segment. Uh, Seven million dollar contract for a player who can't get a kick. Phil Davis is always injured. Toby can't make the field because he's now starting to get a couple of injuries and niggas going on. We have got a team that is on the precipice of a detonation. And I want to see how the AFL are going to bail them out. I hope they are successful. But at the same time, what a complete fucking shit show in GWS. They have been a shit. They have been the biggest tease. Mm. You know, I haven't been teased so much by... Uh, a showing like that since I was a young man going to the pictures and watching Showgirls with Elizabeth <laughs> Berkeley, Like, that was a tease and a half. Let's be honest, listeners. I know you're all nodding with me, girls and guys alike. But, geez, they just tease, they tease, and then they go and serve that shit up against uh, a, a team that had no right to win that whatsoever with, with that many people out within the team. And I'm not talking average. We're talking Martin. Rewalt, uh, Cochin was on one league. It's mm-hmm. like we, we, uh, 
Where are they, Jamie? Peps. They're you know in what? no man's land. I've got a little bit of sympathy for them because Port Adelaide did the exact same thing when they got spanked to the tune of 100-plus points in a grand final. I can't bring myself to talk about the last two digits. Um, and then after that, they just Port Adelaide, for us, just went into an absolute tailspin for the next 10 years. So whether GWS are ending up like that a little bit, they're just uh, spanked from, from, from ear to ear, uh, from post to post. Maybe they're going through that part of their, of, of their development. But at the moment, there are some serious players who could be looking for new homes in the next two years. Well, Charlie Keegan, he lives in the west of Sydney and he guarantees they're the most successful thing to come out of that hole ever. And that's fact, according to the chat. They're shocking. They, they are shocking. What, what and the Wanderers? The Wanderers are all right. Oh, but ja- Jamie, he- Leon Cameron has to go. I, I never thought I would say this, but th- they've just got a culture that it's all about them and not as a team. And the only time they've played team football was the year that they made the grand final. We'll see. We'll see. They're looking at And you could also probably go 16, but the last few years, they've had the opportunity with so much talent on the park, they haven't been able to deliver. Mm-hmm. Like Australia Post deliver better than GWS, and that's saying something. That's definitely true. That's definitely true. They're on my shit list as well, Australia Post. Anyway. Okay. Hey, you want to you know uh, one last one? You go for it, Peps. Can I say it, Essendon, again? Not yes. because we're playing them this week, but Essendon, you know, newsflash, any chance you could tag anybody? So the first week you got danger fielded big time. The second week you're up by four goals. Brisbane start to get a roll on again. And they get that roll on because of a certain young little fella by the name of Lockie Neal. I'm not too sure if you've heard about good old Lockie Neal before. Oh, we're not going to tag him we're because gonna, we play not, a team defence. We're Stick not going to go. Up your we're ass. not going to go goal side in a uh, in, in in a ball up just outside, twenty five meters from the goal. Oh, fucking gives no me one the wrong with shits, J Dog. It gives me the shits. Local football under tens tag. They don't. They they, they play kick chasing and they still tag. You go with Yet, him. Run with him. Just run with him. Just just run with him. It's not hard. <laughs> It's not hard. That's good. And I got one of the guys who's joined us on tonight, Jared Dawson, Smokey, Smokey Dawson, an East Keeler Football Club superstar, legend, multiple premiers. He tagged. He wasn't the greatest footballer, but if you gave him a job, he could do it. They sent Jared Berry over to Zach Merritt to tag him. Merritt did nothing in the second half. What did Lockie Neal do? 41 of the best. It's not called a tag anymore. Perhaps it's called a cooler. Oh, it's called give me an excuse. It's called a cooler. They don't tag. They just cool them down. They're called a cooler. You tag them. Stop inventing terminology. <laughs> Get some screw-in boots and bloody tag. And rip those boots down the back of their calves. Oh, screw the fucking down the back. <laughs> Dorse will tell you. How good was I when I was playing Dorse? Jeez, I was a gun. I'm trying to add one star. to the list, Peps. It's it's a win and it's a loss, but I don't know where to categorize this person. It's a loss. It's the <laughs> Buddy 1000 goal ball guy. Who won that trade, Peps? Uh, Buddy won his ball back. But out of yeah. that, the, play, the guy got media, uh, signed boots, jumper, two five-year memberships to the Sydney Swans, a, a host of other swags and goodies and photos and whatnot. Who won I, that trade? I think the guy won it. 
I, I, I think it's a win-win. I think it's a win-win. Buddy gets the ball. You know what? Fantastic. The guy gets a ball, signed boots, signed jumper, two five-year memberships, a letter from the club, all that meat. He was on Sunrise with Koshy, so he's peaked. He'll be on the he'll be on the next edition of SAS Australia. Um, he's done he's done really well out of it, absolutely well out of it. So I, you know, good on him, and good on him for the honesty side of things. Like, there's too many scumbags around the world at the moment. Too many scumbags. You know what they like. Give them an inch, they'll take a mile. Well, I've already heard Good that Channel Ten are talking to him about being the next Bachelor. So, oh, uh, oh, will he wear like? Will he wear? Do you remember when? Um, uh, oh, what's her name? She wore that. Uh, Brody Holland's wife wore the Sharon dress to the Brownlow. No, Do you I remember he'll a few have things. Like a, I remember Rebecca Twigley and Rebecca uh, Twigley. Nathan Buckley's wife. Yeah, and Nadia Bartel uh, yeah. back when she was Nadia, um, whatever her name was. Kamenichi. Um, and I think that's about it for me. Yep. By the way, I just want to read something out on the chat, everybody. Jared sure. Dawson, superstar pep, could play anywhere on the ground. You just got to tuck in the jumper into the shorts. Shorts up around your throat. That's the way you play it. Got it. If you can't look like one, play like one or the other way around. All right. J-Dog, before yes. we get into the uh, around around the grounds with the great man, Jamie the J-Dog Wallace, can I get into this week's rising star? So the rising star nominee for round two is, oh, my God, is this guy. He's a man crush. Jake Bowie. Long-term coming. Long, sorry, long time coming. Right. It's his, he's played 10 games. Mm-hmm. No, nine games. State that. So he's played nine games. He's played, no, it's his 10th game. I can't tell. That's his second nomination in that time frame as well, by the way. Yep. 34 disposals, including seven rebound 50s, nine marks against the Suns. He's just a little ginger ninja that just does it everywhere around the ground. He is He's Caleb Daniel-like, but with a sexy mo and no bad tats. And he still hasn't played in a loss. So good on you. Jay, Jake Bowie, love the, just love him. Just love the way he just slices and dices. He's so yep. composed for a young fella. He's and, your round two rising star. And as you said, Peps, not a big guy, 176. No, he's not a big guy, but you don't need to be a big guy. Came in once... on the back of who was the injury to Melbourne? Who was the back line? Who was across the halfback? It was Michael Hibbard. That's right, Hibbard. And... Hibbard goes out. He gets his opportunity. Um, uh, Smith comes in, mm-hmm. does his hammy. A week out from the grand final, prelim final week, yep. Hibbard gets back in. Just goes to show, you never know when your opportunity is going to knock on your door. All righty, ladies and gentlemen, this is the part that you all wait for. This is the part where we get over to Around the Grounds, the greatest newsbreaker. Tommy Morris, forget about you, my friend. We don't need you. Don't worry about Eddie everywhere. And uh, Ralph the Mouth, don't worry about him because we've got the J-Dog. He is the newsbreaker, and he's going to give you all the news around the grounds, starting with Port's woeful performance against the Hawks. It's time for you to go off, big fella. Set <laughs> yourselves up, ladies and gentlemen. This could get ugly. I'm going to save that one, Pep. I'm going to just uh, change it up a little bit. I'm going, to, I'm going to work down towards my Port rage because I'm going to talk about other things first before I just launch because I probably won't be able to talk for the rest of the time. Um. Let's talk about Buddy Awesome. I mean, oh. we, I, was, I was hanging out to go to bed. 
I was like, I am so tired. I got the kid on my arm. I'm like, I'm so exhausted. You just have to watch that. You just you can't miss it. And unfortunately, the camera angle almost did with that person standing up in front of the uh, the goal right there. But you telling me the cameraman couldn't go sit down, <laughs> sit down because they tell thousand, you to sit down all the other times. A thousand goals, Peps. We will never see that again. One of six only to join that club. We Can you name all six? It. Can you name all six? Bartlett. No. No, the other one. Uh, no, okay. Senior. Ablett. Ablett Senior. Uh, Plugger. Lockett. Did, did, yeah, did Dunstall make a thousand? Dunstall. Um, there's probably going to be an Essendon guy in there. No. No, okay. I've stopped at three. You've then got Doug Wade. Oh, yeah, okay. You've also now got Buddy Franklin. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to throw the last one open to the listeners right now to see if you know who the sixth one is because I've gone blank. <laughs> <laughs> I just went blank. I had it and I was just like, oh, I forgot it. I forgot it. And it's going to – it's going Gordon – right. no, it's not Gordon. Gordon Coventry? It will come in – yeah, it could be Coventry. Well, he's got enough goals. He's got, he's got Norm. Is it Norm? No, no Norm. Norm just won grand finals. No, someone will tell us in the thing in a second. We'll wait right, for next one. Oh, but it was awesome. Like, I, ch- I tried to get my wife to watch it, mm. and I kept getting yelled, shut up, shut up, shut up. She was watching Bridgerton. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care. I said, this is history, Dan. Doesn't matter. I'm watching Bridgerton. Yeah. So I leaned over to my son. I go, no, I'll watch this. It's a th- you'll never see it again. He went, okay, Dad. Went back to his whatever he was watching on his iPad. So the youth of today sometimes just don't understand the importance of this. The, it's a thousand goals. And I was. It was Gordon Commentary, so I was right. He was actually second on the list. I can't believe I forgot that one. Um, so, and yep. drama, Peps, it was very, you know, theatrical. Like there was a couple of goals and a couple of frees missed, and you're like, oh, is he going to get it? They kept him on the bench in the fourth quarter until the 10-minute mark, and then they – Release the buddy into the under the ground, and the crowd was like, like "Release the kraken!" <laughs> it was, and you were sitting there, and he had a couple of opportunities that he just. There was one opportunity where he sort of sliced and diced his way through three defenders, and he snapped it, and he sort of hit it a bit skinny, and it just sort of. And he was not oh. passing that at all, and if you watch that piece of play, you can see his teammates looking at him and almost laughing at the fact that he wasn't handballing that to anybody. Don't handball it. It's like, well, he, well, he got stitched up when he didn't kick his hundred goals. Um, uh, oh no, that was sorry, that was someone else with um with Hawthorne when Clarko played dirty. Who was that? Favola didn't get his hundred goals. Fev, Fev ended up on ninety nine that year. Yeah, That's that right. was that was dirty, Clarko. You didn't need to do it. Um, so it was great to see, and and you got one goal, and you're like, oh yeah, okay, good to go. Another one, you're like, ooh, it's on, it's on. Another goal, and you're like, shit, it is right there. And I tell you what, the TVs would have been flicking across. I was watching something at that particular time. I was watching a, a, a doco, a sports doco at the time. But I kept the phone there. And when he hit when he hit nine nine nine, I flicked it straight back over, and I just sat there and watched the rest of the game. And it was just, it was a thing of beauty just to see how he has encapsulated that city. Yep, unreal. Now, I will ask you though, Jamie. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's okay to run onto the ground, mm-hmm. but it just goes to show that. People were running on for the wrong. They weren't there to celebrate the great man. They were there for a TikTok or a Facebook live video. That's the that's the way society is now. Mm. And yes, there were a couple of good ones, but then you get people who 
set up a picnic rug on the wing and sat down. Yeah. You've got people who started to play kick to kick on the ground. Mm-hmm. This, this game is still going. And then the one I think that shocked a lot of us when we saw it, and I still don't know what to think about it, was the people who decided to spread the Nana's ashes at the center circle during a game. And yep. my daughter said, what would happen, Dad, if somebody slipped over at the center bouts and their face went right into Nana's armpit? Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, dear. Like, what, how do you respond to that? But that he handled himself like an absolute champ. Absolute he did. champ. He was. He did. Yep, he was. I can't fault him whatsoever. So, you know, they're talking about the security guards getting a rent. There is no way that they could get that many security guards around him at that particular. The, kid, the people were running on before he even kicked it. Well, they're sitting. They're sitting on the fence around all the LED signing. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah. Those those security guards didn't look like the fittest guys getting around. Uh, I don't want to body shame any security guards, but they did not look like they were athletes. I don't there. think they were. I don't think they were SAS caliber security guards. <laughs> um. But Peps, it was great drama, and do you know what? I I know there's. I know you're going to go down a society rant there because I know that's what you do. But, of course, 20-plus thousand people are going to be there, probably only a couple of thousand, a few thousand for the buddy thing. And then the rest of all of that, as I said, TikToks, picnics, photo opportunities, spreading down as ashes, all those types of things. I don't have a huge issue with it. What I have a huge issue with is do they need to continue the game? Yeah, like, they have to. We had to sit there for... 45 minutes. 35 minutes. They had to. And just wait and wait and wait all for four and a half minutes of football. Like, did we have to do that? Can't we just call it off, call it a truce? You can't. We can stop wars between countries. Can't we just stop a game of footy? No, because unfortunately you can't bet on a war. (sighs) There would have been gambling issues in there. We know that the final percentage at the end of the year can cause. So if they kicked a couple of points... Just like the NFL. Melbourne missed the final by half a percent one year, Jamie. Like if they didn't, yep, that's why. You got to also remember, remember we had a, um, the lights go out at VFL Park. Mm -hmm. Many, many years. They had to come back on a Tuesday night to finish that ground. Finish that game. Yeah. It's a, it is a contractual thing. You've got to play the game out. It was, you know, it was just a shame. It was like five or six minutes left to go. If it was halfway through the second quarter, we'd be saying something completely different. Correct, correct. But geez, I, would, I wouldn't worry about it too much. I don't know. I, I, I watched the end of the game and I was like, I don't know why I even stayed up for that four and a half minutes of just nothing. Yeah. Nothing. The, the air was sucked out of the game anyway. Yeah. But, um, Craig Wessels has just asked me, you don't think somebody hasn't bet on the wall, on bet on this wall? <laughs> Come on, Peps. I, I know someone probably has. I'm just trying to give it a bit of just to give some, yeah, some context. Now, can I just say before we go? Mm-hmm. Over the years, we've had many, many of our lace outlaws join us all the way throughout the year, right? Now, funny enough, as we start to talk about this, two people have finally come up, come back for the first time this year, and it's interestingly enough the first time that their teams have won. First of all, Milne, Nick Sarace, the little, the little power of Rocket himself, his Saints finally had a win. Oh, my goodness. I'll come on to the Lace Out podcast. And throw go Saints. Good to see you back, Milne. Based on that, we might only see you maybe six or seven times this year. And good old Lemac, who uh, provided me that amazing web poster behind me for the people watching this live right now. Absolute legend, superstar. 
I've, he's known me 40-plus years, that bloke. How lucky is he? He basically said, J-Dog, there was a power outage on Saturday night. And his hawks are flying. He's Chubbs Farquaring as we speak. So I disagree. <laughs> and, they were, and they were St Kilda, not shit Kilda, oh, like they were the previous week as well too, Charlie. Um, so, Peps, yeah. let's go through some of the buddy things. First okay. thing we want to talk about, did you see an issue with the Geelong players and the safety fears that uh, the media seemed to come out with and, and the players also had a bit of a whinge about? No. Nah. No. Nah. I reckon that too. I reckon that too. It's actually great to see Buddy get swarmed by people. He yep. rode that wave like a champ and he enjoyed every minute of it. And, uh, yeah, I think it was great to see. And I didn't feel, from just what I saw, that the players, I mean, sorry, the, the fans all swamped to him, to Buddy, yep. and then the other players got off the ground pretty pretty. Oh, I'll ask you a question. Did you feel safe? I felt safe. Listeners, did you feel safe? No issue. <laughs> No issue whatsoever. Um, what else? What else? Did I, did I, did I, yeah, so I just thought that was an interesting little conversation piece around player safety and whatnot. Um, the yeah. media. The media. They love a story. They love a, they story. Love a story. And it's an absolute bullshit story. Um, I think Geelong, Geelong had a more, more chance of going down with shingles than getting hurt by anybody. Yeah. Like, they're they're going to go down with osteoporosis. <laughs> faster than, than something happening at that game as well too. Hey, um, yeah, it was awesome. Absolutely love it. Loved yep. it. Loved everything. And some of those sites, like I actually probably want to get a photo of Buddy Styles and just that aerial shot. Oh, that aerial was awesome. I love that shot. That would be just amazing just to put that next to some of these amazing uh, images I have behind me. All those ants um, just running on the field. That was oh, amazing. Just, it, was, it was beautiful. And that got worldwide coverage, which is awesome as well. Yeah. Um. What's your next one, Big Dog? Because you've got a big list here. It is. Um, su- surprise packet, Peps. What what a box of chocolates this season has given us. Oh, Boris Gump would be out of his mind right uh, now. Blues, Hawks, Pies, undefeated, plus the new coach factor, Peps. Uh, it, it's the honeymoon period, mate. It's the honeymoon period for these three clubs right now. And I like it. I look at the Blues, they are dangerous. Mackay and Kerner, I think they've only played like 14 games together. There hasn't been many. They're both fit and firing. They're two tall timbers you really have to worry about. But it's their small forwards that are just putting the pressure on at ground level. We know what midfield they've got. Mm-hmm. We know about Cripps. Cripps, he's the complete opposite of what he's been looking the last couple of years. Yeah. Absolutely stunning what he's producing at the well, moment. Well, she's just going from strength to strength. And then you've got Chera, and then you've got um, Hewitt that they've brought along as well too. Yeah. Um, I, I could get a weedering down back. McGovern looks like he started to get a bit of confidence. His kicking still isn't the greatest, but it doesn't really matter. No. They're just, they're just peaking. The Hawks, my goodness, some of these kids that have popped up, they've been there, and you're like, hold on. But these are the same ones you had last year. There wasn't many. What's happened now? Maybe the coach has gone, you know, we're taking the we're taking the reins off you. Just go nuts. Just yep. just play football. We're not and like play I said, the Mitch Lewis, structure. Mitch Lewis is he is a, he's a big boy. When I was watching the game on the weekend for a little bit, he wasn't anything. The ball he was going near, he was just taking. Hundred percent. He's got big, strong hands. Um, I still notice that uh, Tom Mitchell still gets his cheap sheep doggers around hey, the hey. back. Still run overrated. Brown, run, a, run a brown left for it. Doesn't matter. Still overrated. Um, 
And the pies, they've got that nice little mix of old and new as well too. So they're old blokes are still going well. You've got GoPro McCready doing his thing. I don't know. They're, they're just they're three teams at the moment. I know I picked up the Hawks to finish quite low. Blues, mm, I think they were just outside my eight, and Pies, they were nowhere near it. It is early days, but for those three clubs who have been a bit lean, especially for the Blues, I'm not too worried about the Hawks. Like, you've only won, like, 18 flags in the last 25 years, so stop whinging. <laughs> um, especially for the Blues, it's, it's good to see it all start to come back. Um, yeah. It, McGovern maybe still doesn't justify the 750K he's on. Either does uh, Williams, who's on 800, 800 apparently a year. But outside of all of that, um, it is nice to see um, them getting a win, getting wins on the board. Well, it wasn't just giving some hope to their supporters. It wasn't Vossi's decision, so he's, in, he's taking that over. But we sat here and we said, why the fuck would you want to coach Carlton? Well, at the moment, Voss is looking like an absolute genius. Yep. Um, we spoke about, you know, Craig McRae came highly recommended for that job. Uh, coming under the tutelage of um, my brain is just mush tonight. Fagan, no Fagan, wasn't he? He played no, he played under Lee Matthews. Remember? Oh, that's right. Yeah, so he's he's basically got a good and pedigree. Spent time there. at Richmond. That's right. That's right. Yep, and has yeah a good pedigree there. Um, and then we said Sam Mitchell. We said all oh, that handling was a bit dodgy, and Hawks are going in with an unknown. They know that Sam Mitchell is obviously a very good VFL coach, but that yep. transition to AFL kicking out. The goat probably of coaching for the last 15, 20 years. Um, um, I, I wouldn't. Uh, yeah, like I said, it's. But people I've spoken to, like I said, my mate, the, the Mormonator Baz, I spoke to. He said, "Look, I don't expect it to stay at this level for the entire year. I don't think it's sustainable." Same with Carlton, and same with um, the Magpies as well. I don't think. I think it'll start to level it out once teams start to work out how they're playing. But if they can keep their best cattle on the park, it's going to make it just more exciting. And you know what? Regardless, regardless of what we think about Carlton supporters, et cetera, and regardless of what we think about their team, seeing, seeing the da-da-da-da-da-da with 50,000 singing it, it is actually kind of cool. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, Peps, we talk about coaches who are on hot winning streaks. Obviously, the king of the new coaches on hot winning streaks is when Chris Scott took over the Cats in 2011, taking over from Bomber Thompson. Went on to win 13 in a row on their way to a premiership. Well, you know what? Uh, Milne, how good's Milne, though? Milne said, hey, if you want to talk about something good, why don't you talk about this week's rising star, Jake Bowie? He's a gun. <laughs> Little fella, if you stop loving it up and tune in at 8 p.m. when we start, we've covered that already. All right, so rewind the tape and have a bit of a listen. And Lee Mack's taken nine wins for the Hawks this year as well too. I reckon that's, like I said, if you go from last year to this year, you want to have nine wins and you want to have a higher than 100 percentage, you've had a good season. Well, you've got seven, seven to go now out of the next few remaining games. Anything can happen. Anything All right. can happen. Um, probably this, other than the Hawthorne destroying Port Adelaide, we'll get to in about two minutes. Um, Saints beating Frio. I didn't pick it. No, I didn't pick it either. And no, and also some from performances that really should ah uh, should that really stood out. So we obviously we know about the Kings. The Kings are a, a solid boys, big boys, big marks, great kids. On Wang, yep. Max. Uh, but old, old old Snags, old Higgins, the draft oh, Snags, pick, the one that they said should be uh, missing should some, be dropped for not giving a handball. Correct. <sighs> Seriously. 
Tell you what. If it's not there, repaid. you don't give it. He repaid him. He repaid, he repaid him, him, definitely. But what about what about Kingy's third quarter? Yeah. Go for it. Three in two minutes. <laughs> got them back in the game. He's, when he eventually fills out, he's going to be mint. But I reckon that Moe's just added a bit of extra toughness. He doesn't have the tats, but he's got a decent Moe and the long hair, so he's got a bit of extra grunt about him as well too. But that was fantastic. But on the losing side, can I just say Fremantle going forward, they just didn't have any options. No. Like they were peppering. If you watch that last six to ten minutes, they were peppering their 50. They couldn't get anywhere. Mind you, Andrew Brayshaw slotted up 40-plus. Gun. Yep. Absolute gun. So, yeah, they, they want to hang on to him. They want to hang on to him. Well Better too. brother. Oh, definitely Angus superstar. No, no. Premiership player. <laughs> All right. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Okay, this is it. If you want to see the most entertaining or listen to the most entertaining uh, commentary that you're potentially going to hear on Lace Out, this is why we are the late AFL show is because what could come out of this man's mouth right now? Oh. Let's set the preface. <sighs> Port. Versus the Hawks, okay. It was an emotional night for the club. Oh, they turned up, and it reminded me of the prelim final last year, but worse. J Dog, yeah. Tell us about it. Oh well, if we kicking off on your point there, so we're we're talking about the spanking we caught from the Dogs at our last home preliminary final. If we take our minds back to twenty twenty one. Everyone was saying, Port, shooing, grand final. This is it. This is them. Uh, this is our first home game of the 2022 season. And for those who weren't in the football world, we lost our greatest Port Adelaide player uh, um, uh, over, over the summer break. Um, and the way that we stood up and played when... Everything was on the line. We had the first home game of the season. The game was absolutely packed. We were there for first game. We were there to send off our Port Adelaide legend. I saw that Craigie, oh, not Craig Wessels, bloody hell. Craig Jones? Uh, Craig Jones was in the crowd there. Um, I watched his shows. It was one of the... I don't know. As a poor person, seeing Russell Lieber get you know sent off for that game was one of those big game performances. I suppose the equivalent for me, Peps, would be like a Barassi Memorial game or yep. a Robbie Flower Memorial game or a, or a Steins. I know you've had a yep. Steins game before, but we're talking icon. like the icon of the club. Yep. He is Port Adelaide. He is. He is. Like whenever you see the photos of the old lace-up jumpers, the prison bars, all that, you, you see Russell Lieber. Yep. God, he's called God around the club, or was called God around the club. Now, the absolute fucking shit show that unfolded in the next 120 minutes was one of the saddest moments of my supporting Port Adelaide career. I'm talking, I'm sitting through 2007 grand final and getting a bigger spanking. I'm sitting through multiple losses of prelim finals. Um, sitting through probably the worst uh, Skype in coaching situation because no one could come and want to coach Port Adelaide. Tarps on seat. I'm talking worse than all of that. Chuck that in the bin. This is the worst performance I've ever seen from this club. To get beaten by 66 points by a team who has openly declared 
that they are going through a fucking rebuild and we are primed to make the grand final this year was the most disgusting effort I've ever seen across all of those players. What disgusted me the most, Peps, about this performance was it's the same system that has let us down every time. A classic Port Adelaide game, goalless quarters, no forward structure, but winning stats around the ball and everyone going, well, you get plenty of it, you just can't get it forward. Well, of course we can't because we've had no fucking structure up there since 2014. It is so infuriating to watch and to sit there and have our stupid mug of a coach up there who's now in his 11th season. We've got one more season on top of this one here to endure of this terrible, terrible contract decision. Ken Hinckley should not coach Port Adelaide beyond this year and if not mid-year sacking. Um, At the bye. He's it just, doesn't get he, better at the buy. He's wasted two complete lists. We've got these new young kids in, exciting, fun. Everyone, you know, Rosie, Butters, Dersma. We've got some other kids we've brought in. Carl Amons came on. These players now are looking shot. They're looking shells of themselves because they're now being um, uh, trampled on by the Ken, Ken Hinckley boring as fuck football brand. That is not exciting. It is predictable. And the worst thing is it looks completely unplanned and rudderless when they're out there on the field. Um, it's just, and we're waiting on the gray. We're waiting on Robbie Gray, 35-year-old fella. Why is he going to be our linchpin? We're waiting on Orazio Fantasia. Once again, an injury-prone forward. Charlie Dixon hasn't had an effective season because they keep kicking the ball terribly to them because they've got no forward structure since we've had the big 201 105 kilo forward. It is just infuriating to watch. An old no sugar coke man, Ken Hinckley, is sitting up there just like this. The whole game, the whole game, making no moves, comes out, you know, talks his bullshit to the press. I'm just, I'm over at Peps. And I sat there after the game, after the hour, and I got my new home theater installed. Very impressive. I love my new three meter screen. Plug there for a big picture people there in uh in uh in Point Cook. Um but I sat there for an hour and I was furious and I can only imagine what it'd be like being there with Craig Jones. He's sitting there live in the audience. It would have been almost unbearable to watch, borderline leaving that game early. I'm done. <laughs> All right. So let me raise a couple of things. We've, yes. we've spoken about the Holy Trinity. Many, many times, mm-hmm. right? Rosie, mm-hmm. Butters, Dersma, right? Mm-hmm. Now, they came onto the scene in 2019. Yep. Have they, have they got better? Have any of them improved in that time? Become Butters, better players? Butters, you would argue, yes. Rosie, remember, we're talking about Rosie or yeah. Walsh for the, for the riser. It's fucking compare the pair time. Peps, we just talk. We talk about this every season. Walsh has gone up, Rosie's gone down. Compare the pair. Oh, he's he's <laughs> he's shocking. He's absolutely shocking. Yeah, you look soft, unstructured. Yeah. Um, no system up forward, mate. You your list is your list is almost Geelong caliber in terms of its age profile. 
It's getting old. It's now. getting old. And you know the names that you spoke about a moment ago? You said mm-hmm. Robbie Gray, 34. Now, let's just say, let's just say these, these guys in your top five players, all right? Yeah. Robbie Gray. Yep. Travis Boak. Yeah, comfortably. Dixon. Comfortably. Tom Jonas. Yep. Stephen Motlop. Mm, he's there. <laughs> Trent McKenzie. Yeah, Trent. Trent's been good. Trent's been good. Okay. And Scott Lysett. Uh better ruckman this year than last year. Yes. Okay. So you're saying all of those are better. Those guys are aged any from 34 to 29. Yeah, that's not good. That's no good, mate. We've got no middle. We've got no middle to our to our playing list. You're going to have to start a cull because he can't get. You've got the talent to do it. You just can't get anything. At, you can't. The, the players aren't playing for you. For him, they're playing for each other. Anything forward of the center for us, that ball came back three times faster than what it went in. So the statistic I sent you on Friday night, Peps, and it blew my mind. Hawthorne were kicking a goal after every 18 possessions. So that was costing them every 18 possessions or touching the ball. They were getting a goal out of it. Port Adelaide's efficiency was 60-plus possessions per goal. Literally fucking around with that ball to get a goal. So much effort, wasted effort to get a goal. Hawthorne would just go ding, 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 coast-to-coast goal. And they looked slick. They made you look slow. They made you look even worse than prelim final night. When you should have destroyed the doggies. Hawks have gone over there, and it was almost like a poker machine. This way, the score was just ticking over in that first that first quarter and a bit. Yeah, they showed everything that you guys aren't now. Heathy Buxton, <laughs> absolute superstar, Bucko, best young defenders in the comp. He's otherwise known as the no neck guy by my kids. An absolute legend. Um, you've got some young defenders in the comp. Let's be honest. Yeah, they're not bad, but the best. I don't know. I think I'd have to say probably Carlton's looking all right. Mm. I'd have to say Melbourne's looking okay. Maybe not key defenders, but from a supporting defender perspective. Halfback positions, yeah. Halfback positions as well. Mm-hmm. I think Essendon have got some good defenders down there as well too, but not at their tall timber. So, yes, you, you have got a good mix. You're just playing really well at the moment. And it's really for, – for Hawthorne supporters, I'm excited for you because I know it has been, it has been um, a few years since you've had any success, like six. Um, Charlie Keegan has just stated Stephen May is like 40. Uh, he's only 30 um, and a premiership player, something that neither I or you are, Charlie Keegan. So he's um, still doing his business and he'll probably be a multiple-time premiership player the way they're going at the moment too. So, so probably Pep's we're going to wait to leave it. Silver lining, much like yeah. you had this hope when uh, it was all going bad with Mark Neal. Every loss. I'm Mark Neal. <laughs> every loss, you feel like there's an opportunity where this could be the week that the club finally puts the line in the sand and said, "That's it. We've got to just sweep and start a go." Oh, mate, it is. It, it is gold. I, 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 I want that opportunity. I want that Port Adelaide. So it's a. It's. It was sad to send off our legend of the club. In it's that disappointing. Way. It's disappointing. Opportunities come from moments like this. I tell you what, even Jules Julio has joined us for the first time this year. The Hawks won. It, mate, they have come out of the woodwork, J-Dog. They have. They have gone out. They have come out of the woodwork to say, we're here. Go Hawks. Let's see if they're here uh, halfway through the season. You never know. <laughs> you never All right. know. All right. All right. 
Let's go on to what do we talk about? Oh, it's time for a bit of this, J Dog. Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talk. Yes, splashing the cash contract time. <laughs> now, there's not a lot of news to come out of this, but it's more of a quantity rather than the quality side of it. Mm-hmm. So we're talking about quantity of cash. Luke Jackson still has not signed at the Melbourne Football Club. He's just holding off contract talks, and I can totally understand why. He has started off this year sensationally and could be in the top five Melbourne players by the end of the season. Yeah, David Schwartz has stated that he should get paid as much as Grundy, which is a million dollars a year. I don't think so. I think the number at the moment is around about that seven fifty for two years. They're going to offer him. That's what that's what they're saying there on the Twitter sphere. All I would say is this: you can go and get more money at West Coast, but you're not going to have any success. You can go and get more money at Fremantle, you're not going to have any success. Get your success and then go ahead and do what you want to do after that, okay? He is the future. The other, ch- the other challenge that you have, though, is that because remember they dropped the salary cap by about 30% last year mm-hmm. for COVID? They haven't put it back up. And there's a new bargaining agreement coming up as well. So I think a lot of people are holding off until that's released so clubs know how much that they've got to play with as well too. But uh, I think the club will the club would be stupid not to make room for him. And, and if somebody has to go... Um, who may have been a premiership player, to fit him in, you've got to do what you've got to do, okay? Darcy Moore, not far signing off with the Pies as well, which is a good sign. And big Jordan. Man. Huh? The big man. A couple big of big men. men. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, yeah, uh, and then the, 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 the other guy who we talk about in a second here. Jordan, <laughs> Jordan de Gooey. Yep, free agent at the end of the year, has had a good start to 2022. He's wanting 850s, 9s. Oh. Oh, he's not worth it. Just, I'll ask you this question. If you yes. could pick Grundy, sorry, if you could pick Jackson or Dugowie, who would you take? Oh, Jackson, like okay. 10 out of 10 So times. got to look at it from that perspective. Yeah. An interesting one as well too. But, yeah, so um, not a lot of contract news. It'll come out, but this has been raised up over the last couple of days. Yeah, and there's, look, there's other players like Sisley. He's currently in negotiations to try and get a longer extension on his contract for Hawthorne at the moment. There's a few other players like that. But really, um, it's, it's the footy season. That will go on all season. Players are talking to their agents. Agents are talking to the clubs. They're trying to seek out a bit of money, a bit of security. And a lot of them are probably looking, as you said, Pep, so that two-year contract because that's when the next bargaining agreement uh, will probably increase. And so contracts will probably have more money in them uh, exactly once right. that all gets And released. you'll probably see some more movement as well too, meaning clubs can offer money to these players as well too. But once again, you'll want to go to a club. It's not all about money. With nine players that have gone for money and they've had a shit time and end up going back to the clubs that they went to originally or going back to the same state. Yeah. Okay, so it's not, all, it's not always about the cash. All right. J-Dog, have you got a listener question for us this week? Um, do I have a listener question? Um, mm. I've got one. Should Port Adelaide fold? <laughs> After their performance last week, should they fold? Should they put the tarps up? Cheap. Fold? Cheap. Okay. It's a cheap shot, Peps. All cheap right. shot. I'll, all right. I'll have, I do have a listener question. All and right, it is based is on the three teams that we mentioned a moment ago. Okay. So write this one down, J-Dog. Out of Hawthorne, Carlton, and Collingwood. Which of these teams is going to end up in the highest position at the end of the season? Yep. 
Fun. Wouldn't mind to hear what you um based on what you've seen so far. Fun. Put that one up as Perfect. a as well, too. Uh one week at a time. Last sort of main thing that we need to talk about, big fella. Uh which game are you looking forward to this week in the AFL round three? Well, what was looking like a pretty shitty game when you looked at the uh fixture results is actually now turned into a bit of a must view TV peps. We're talking about, and I think we've both got the same game on our minds. Hawks and Carlton. Talking, are you talking about Hawks Carlton? I am. No, that's going to be Sunday at the uh, at the traditional time of one ten mm-hmm. on a Sunday. Sunday afternoon footy, gorgeous weather. It is going to be raining. That is going to be a cracker to tune in for as well. Um, the other thing that's going to be really interesting. There are a couple of games, but for some side notes. So. Thursday night, Doggies and Swans. Yep. Can the real Western Bulldogs please stand up? If they go zero and three, it is going to be super tough to get back into the eight. Super tough. Yeah, and that's pretty that's pretty much a line ball game because Sydney are playing well and Western yep. Bulldogs are playing poo. Yep. You've got the D's and the Dons on Friday night. Oh, I think that's going after, to be a smashing. After what the D- Dons have done the last couple of weeks, it could get ugly. Once again, even though we're reigning premiers, I still worry about these games, all right? I am looking forward to the showdown. I'm not. Because if you get beaten by Adelaide, <laughs> yes. oh, J-Dog, I can't wait that's till next why, Tuesday night. That's why I didn't talk about it because I'm not looking forward to this game, Peps. Uh, Giants and the Suns looks like it's going to be an interesting one just, for the, just because I think the Suns are playing way better football than the Giants at the moment. It's the Suns' typical first eight game of the year, first eight games and then, of the year. You've got over in uh, Perth, you've got their derby or derby, depending on how you say it as well too. So there's some cracking games. We're going to cover that and tipped out tomorrow evening. So stay tuned for that one. But uh, big fella, that's pretty much it. So um, any final words that you have for the crew, for our Lace Outlaws out there before we, um, we send them on their merry way and over to work or on their way home or whatever they're going to do after this? No, thank you for joining us. Thank you for indulging me in a rant today about Port Adelaide. It's probably going to be more if we do not make the finals. And Peps is probably going to be a rant from you sometime this season already. Oh, we're going to rant. Don't worry. Everybody's been waiting for my rants. No doubt about it. It will be there. And I guarantee I will rant. And I will be expletive fooled just like J-Dog. So just a couple of things. Um, Leave a review for us on uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. We'd love to. Leave a review. We read it out. It is simple. Get your name up in lights. The second thing I also want to um, mention is go on blank again. That's all right. How about I just say, if you are in Geelong region or somewhere down here at the, at the surf coast and you want to pick up a stick, other way, this way, and play, come play hockey with me. Come and join us at the uh, Geelong Hockey Club, the Jaguars, the yep. Mighty Jags. Come play hockey with me down in Geelong. And the last thing I want to quickly say, which is what I forgot, is the EDFL season kicks off this Saturday. The East Killer Cougars, reigning premiers from 2021, will be unfurling their flag and they're back in the Premier Division where they should be and they'll be kicking off at home, Overland Reserve. Oh, the new house that Pep's built. New, uh, playing Booter Stars. Well. It will be a corker of your time. Get down there. Come and meet me. Come and see me. Get a photo with me. Get an autograph. Um, I'll take you around the place. I'll show you where I did my best work. Uh, but to all the listeners out there, have a great week. Hope your team goes well. 
and J Dog, when Port Adelaide pull their no. finger out and play some good footy, I have to ask you, how do you then want your footy? I like it. Lace out, Peps. Have a great week, listeners. Hope your team wins. Go, Dotties! See you, listeners. Thanks for listening to the latest episode of Lace Out. Head over to iTunes and Spotify to subscribe, rate, and leave us a review. And remember, join us every single Tuesday night, 8 p.m. Australian Eastern Standard Time, on our Facebook page with yours truly, Christopher Pepper, and the co-host with the most, Jamie Wallace, giving you your footy how you want it. Lace Out.